0: Hi there, you're listening to the Bristol Film Critics Circle podcast, episode 13, and we're talking about Everybody Wants Some, new film by Richard Linklater. I'm your host, Liam MacLeod. Uh And my name's Peter Walsh. So, Everybody Wants Some. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Pete? Uh, it's a great little film. Uh, the
1: new feature from uh, Richard Linklater, it is... By some being called the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused, other people have said it's the natural continuation of boyhood. It's <laughs> it's a very Linklater film, but in essence it is the story of a young man who arrives at university in, of all places, Texas, uh, of on all things a baseball scholarship, mm. which to the untrained ear might sound not particularly peculiar, but it's recurring themes for uh Austin-based Linklater
0: yeah, I know. Pe- people are going to be like a a Linklater film set in Texas. Uh, it's, 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 it's shocking and appalling,
1: but it's it's quite the case. Uh, no, the the film is
0: a coming of an age film, but quite different from Boyhood. Really, yeah, very uh, very much different from Boyhood. It it basically, I don't know if there's like any great leaps and bounds of growth in this. I mean, yeah. definitely like tons and tons of character. Yeah. Uh, but it basically takes place over a three-day period uh, after he arrives on campus, but before the actual start of classes. So it'd be what we in the UK refer to as Fresher Week.
1: Yeah, because but it's but for the Americans here, it's crammed
0: over three days. Yeah, I know. We we can't squeeze all that partying into three days. We need <laughs> we need a full week for it. Well,
1: well, absolutely. But um, it's in the great tradition of many college films because it's ostensibly about uh, the baseball team the juniors the freshmen the sophomores and the seniors and mm-hmm. how they all live in two houses two really rickety old houses mm-hmm. so there's a real uh, animal house vibe to it but not really in the
0: overboard sense of the word no i mean like this place this place is like cartoonishly dilapidated but Anyone who's lived in student digs for an expen- extended period of time will yeah. be able to connect a lot to this kind of thing.
1: It's it's a little absurd but it's still quite firmly rooted in reality. There are no sort of
0: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I did actually like that. I thought it really drew the line between uh, cartoonish and also like you say grounded in reality. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's it captures it's it's enticing because it is the opening well the first weekend you arrive if you've been to university the first weekend you arrive at university it's a very very strange time you're being confronted with people that you're ostensibly going to have to live with for at least a year if not maybe more years and you're confronted with trying to get on with them in yeah basically Mm -hmm. a lot of people are unsure of their personalities clashing with people who are very sure of their personalities and you know the first steps out into adulthood, the first steps of defining yourself, the first steps of finding out who you are.
0: Yeah, it's it's very much about that. It's about the like the diversity of different personalities, different interests, different college scenes, and which uh, which one you sort of fit into. Yeah, there, but... there really is a recurring. There's like a recurring. I wouldn't know if you'd call it a gag, but basically. They go to a succession of different clubs and different gigs and they end up tailoring like what they wear and how they act and their personas to the type of place they're going to. Yeah,
1: it's 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 the dress up, it's the it's the trying on for size different personalities that you Mm. have to do when you arrive at university with all the different societies, all the different clans and cliques Mm -hmm. that you know, it's it's a a bit to borrow the term, and they have it in the film A Freshers' Fair, when there's a table and a stall set out for the young Republicans, the young Democrats, the young performing arts society, mm-hmm. the for, well, not the, not the sports teams, but all the different societies, and you ostensibly spend the first weekend and week almost shopping around for what seems like yeah. the
0: group that you want to affiliate with. But, yep, that and picking up condoms. Yeah. Ton tons and tons of free condoms.
1: Free pens, free condoms, and uh, money off vouchers. For go, local yeah. bars. But that's 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 we're getting a bit away from the sort of point of the film here. The film is interesting because uh Jake uh played by Blake Jenner, a young uh yeah. chap from not that young, he's actually about twenty
0: two, twenty three, I think. Yeah, I think he I think he got his start in Glee. I think that was the last big thing he was in. I don't know Glee, but that's what I hear. Um, okay well glee is a well known
1: thing, so he's not an unknown he's not an unknown entity, but none of the actors in the film are broadly recognizable no. there's no a list there's no b list these are young upcoming actors yeah um in ages i think about twenty to twenty nine so yeah they're, they're a bit older, as with all things they're often quite a bit older than the characters they play on screen, mm. but that's maybe for a number of reasons it's maybe to highlight the um Differences in age. That, yeah, that the sophomores, which is to say the second years, need to look markedly older than the freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, the freshmen are twenty-one, and the sophomores are twenty-six. There's, yeah, <laughs> perhaps.
0: There's, there's definitely what, one of the things in the film is this hierarchy of the bit of the baseball players: the yeah. freshmen, the sophomores, the seniors, and yeah, you re- you really do see it. It's all very. It's all very carefully defined, but it is to the point where some, some of them look like they're in their thirties. But at the same time, that kind of ends up being a thing in the film. That that, that is a that is a um. I don't know
1: if you should reveal it, but the the the, the film alludes to the issues of sort of passing, yeah, for younger than you are. But that's that's maybe a wink and an odd joke to the Hollywood cliché. Well, not cliché, the Hollywood trope of uh, employing.
0: Older actors that play younger De- definitely. characters. But it's it plays to it plays to the theme of this being a real golden time in um, in these characters' lives. Yeah. And then wanting to prolong it for as long as possible.
1: Yeah. It's I uh, I had it astutely put to me that the film is almost a sort of nostalgic vision of your university days instead of an actual documentary yeah. of what your university days actually were there's there's lots of great things mm-hmm. i mean not to spoil the film but there are no there's no antagonism really there is no there are no setbacks there are no challenges there you know there is mucking around there is scraps and fights there, there is conflict there is conflict but it's not antagonistic there's 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 buttings of personality but it's not like there's a great Tension or resolution. It's like a lot of Link Later films. It it ambles along mm-hmm. and the story kind of goes where it needs to. There is no there's a bit of an arc, but the whole point isn't the telling of a story from A to B and there it ends. It, it's yeah. it's it's a journey on a way to somewhere. Yeah. Um But yeah, that it's it's this view of your first week at university which is inflected with a s- sweet nostalgia for all the good things of what it was like being young and being away from home for the first time, mm-hmm. but also quite excited about the time and the era that it's set in.
0: Yeah, and um, it's it's really excited. I mean, I remember watching the opening couple of shots where uh, you see um, you see the like 1970s car, yeah. you see the eight track player, you yeah. see the vinyls and the turntables, and I remember just immediately thinking. We get it, it's the eight it's nineteen eighty. Yeah, but it's but it's it's
1: it's it's the visual shorthand of defining a young person who, you know, defines himself by their record collection. Yeah. And that's and the the film plays to that that you know, he gets set up in his room in his house room that he's sharing with another guy mm-hmm. and he comes back one time and finds two team players rifling through all his clothes and just rifling through all his records. Yes. And He's not best pleased about that, but that is arguably... I mean, I, I remember that myself when you arrive at uni. You mm. go into other people's rooms, you look <laughs> at their record collection. and When I say record, I mean CDs or DVDs mm-hmm. or videos, as it was back then. And you basically look for things, common ground on the shelf. And if you don't see any common ground, you find a reason to go somewhere else <laughs> and talk to someone else. But you... Oh, you've got a Stone Roses post from the wall. Oh, yeah, they're really great. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Yak yak yak. It's the thing... I remember, I, I remember thinking at the time when I was at university how superficial it was that uh, a guy was in our company and he just broke off to go and talk to another guy on the other side of the pub because he was wearing a Beatles t-shirt. And Ooh. it was like, I was like, how superficial can you be? And it's like, well, <laughs> arguably almost all the interactions in that first freshers week mm. are going to be pretty superficial, and pretty shallow because you've only known these people for half an hour but Mm -hmm. then you're still going out and getting absolutely drunk with them and you feel like they've been your friends forever and some of them stand the test of time some of them don't but this film to get back to the film Mm -hmm. captures that moment when everything's sort of possible everything's a little bit naive a little bit hopeful Mm -hmm. but ultimately
0: quite optimistic about what lies ahead yeah yeah you're allowed to sort of have a taste of everything and see what fits right for you, and I agree. It is an incredibly nostalgic vision of that. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think the, the the transition for it in reality is anywhere near as smooth as it occurs throughout the film. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a good a good portrayal of that sort of introduction to yeah. uh, to college lifestyle, and I mean. Yeah, I think right off the bat we can we can say this this is hands down like a really good film.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we've
1: mentioned briefly the sort of record collection that comes up in the film. Yeah. The film is just like cut through with you know it's it's almost a jukebox film. Oh, but it's God, just yeah. Punctuated with lots of, to my mind, great tracks. You yeah. know, each, each to their own. But it's it the music works very well with the film mm. it's a slice of pop culture at absolutely
0: that time. i mean yeah you you get tastes of so many different scenes that were occurring yeah. at the time yeah. um the disco scene and sort of the allusions to saturday night fever yeah the country scene which i i imagine was still big in texas yeah it still is it's
1: it's just that we don't see it in the same way you know the, the yeah. country western music is still big in the states we just don't we don't hear, it. yeah. We, we don't. don't see it or interact with it, but it's, you know, it's your 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 mileage will vary depending mm-hmm. on what music you like. But you had um, my Sharona, Devo's Whippets, mm-hmm. Blondie, uh, Rappers Delight. There's a really wonderful scene with Rappers Delight where they're driving around. It's really early in the yeah, of the it's, I and that. it is this that is actually a great moment from university when you're a gang of people and someone mm-hmm. just says, right, let's go to the bar and you just get dragged along yeah. to the pub or the bar or whatever. And with these guys, it's the f- freshmen dragged in the back seat with a couple of sophomores driving to yeah. the local bar and they just start singing along to Rapper's Delight. Yeah, wow. I know. And it's just really quite fun and amazing. It's sort of a fun, you know, it's, it reminds me of the scenes of uh, driving around singing in cars that they have in Wayne's World. But, yeah. Okay, yeah, World. It's a bit more ridiculous but in this sort of...
0: Yeah, admittedly, like, these days if you're in a car with like a group of friends and somebody puts on Bohemian Rhapsody you have to sing along and it's or start headbanging one or the other oh god yeah (laughs) it's very much the same thing yeah um but it's
1: so I guess in some ways the film is about establishing making it almost sound boring but shared social space in the sense that you're finding common ground you're it's it's um sped up bonding mm-hmm. that you're f- and it's it's slightly eased in because there are some friends in the baseball team who already know each other but they're really dragging along yeah. the new guys and um, you know yeah. the, the, the sort of spaces that they have the social spaces the common rooms the social drinking mm-hmm. and the sort of witty repartee that comes between them but it's even within the baseball team there are cliques so yeah there's a really interesting dynamic between Jake and Finn Mm-hmm. So Jake is the main young protagonist, and I think Finn is a senior or is he a sophomore? I forget.
0: I, um, I think he's a senior, yes. but he's definitely the one who spends the most time with Jake, and yeah. he's the one who spends the most time trying to nurture him in yeah. his own way. Yeah,
1: it's 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 a it's a slight mentoring role. Yeah, um, but they are both bonded over the fact, and I think Jake makes no. It's Finn who makes a point very about this that mm-hmm. oh, you encountered these other guys, you know. Mm-hmm. They may be A-league when it comes to batting and pitching, but they're not really A-league tap-tap on the head. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that Jake and Finn are a bit bit smarter, a bit wittier about things. And yeah. they can tell jokes that will fly over the heads of their other teammates. Oh, it's yeah. it's the thing when you, you find a kindred spirit in a group. That so here's this group that I have to get on with, or here's this new workplace, but you found someone else that you can just look across and sort of a wink and a nudge, and you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We get this. Everyone else is in a shit or whatever. And that's... Yeah, that's social bonding. I can
0: yeah, say. I I know absolutely what that's like. Um, I hang I hung well. I still hang around with a group of pretty um, pretty devout, devout metalheads. Okay, and I think the the big thing for me um, was with my old housemate Sam, learning that we were both massively into Bill Hicks. Yeah, and just being able to sh- uh, share Bill Hicks quotes among yeah. each other, and nobody knew what the hell we yeah, were
1: talking yeah, yeah. about. And that's and that's. Yeah, I remember that from uni that there'd be, there were guys who were really into Bill Hicks, or they were really into that band, mm. or this band, or they'd spend ages boring you about their travels around Southeast Asia, uh. or they spent six months on a farm in Australia, or whatever. I mean, it, it almost makes me nostalgic that someone would do a film like this set in the UK. Um, I mean, I guess you've got TV series like Fresh Meats. Mm. and things like that There are a set in a university environment and somebody once said you got the young ones as well I suppose Yeah. and I had it very astutely put to me that Red Dwarf is basically uh, a uni house share <laughs> in space <laughs> and it's not a million miles if you think about Lister yeah. and Rimmer that it's this odd dynamic of two guys who have to live together one's a complete slob one's a real tidy freak mm-hmm. and they're desperately trying to work along and they bond sometimes but there's real division and they're constantly antagonising either but they both Kind of love each other, but they hate each other. Yeah, and the comedy writes itself.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it it really does, and that is a really apt analogy. Yeah,
1: um, and, but it's 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 a great source for comedy. Yeah, and the comedy in this this is a genuinely funny film. It's not. Oh a sort yes, of,
0: and it, but it's not broad. What it, can I say? It is broad comedy, but it is also it's smart, very comedy and it's very smart character comedy yeah and like i'm hesitant to use this phrase but i would like to call it like a very smart guy movie because yes this is this is a very guy movie yeah no it is it's it, it definitely bears pointing out that it's
1: um it falls well short of the bestel test oh to say or the, least. the f rating test or yeah. whichever whichever rating system is your pre- is your preference but
0: yeah not to excuse the film, the film is, it's yeah. it's about okay. a baseball team. Yeah, um, it's it's this weird thing. I mean, you should absolutely sort of hate misogyny in yeah. in, in any film, and there are, these are very like misogynistic characters. They very much objectify women, and I I would actually go as far as uh, to say the film itself is misogynistic. Okay, the. If only for the last moment with um Finn and the other girl in three or seven, yeah. Uh, when when he's just like, no, I'm 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 being the strong silent type tonight, yeah. and she's just that is so hot and ju- literally and jumps, jumps on yeah,
1: him Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the film's quite knowing in that. Absolutely, it 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 sends up the guys. I mean, it's the fact that you know everybody wants to get laid gets laid, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's misogynistic, but it's... It's misogynistic, this pursuit of tail. It's a a film. The film's called Everybody Wants Some. And Mm -hmm. it's about teenage boys living their first days away from home Mm -hmm. in an environment with um, post-sexual revolution. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, chasing tail and objectifying women, but it's sort of played up as sport. It's not predatory in a well. Okay, I, I, have, to, I have to be careful about it. it is predatory, but not uh,
0: yeah aggressively so. It's not yeah. I hesitate to use the word not aggressively predatory. Yeah, no,
1: indeed, that's, that's a
0: that's, that's a that's a problem problematizing uh, way of framing it. But yeah,
1: it, okay. It's well, the way it contextualizes it is, is this: this is a baseball team, and. It's a group of very competitive young men. Yes. And it's not at anybody's expense that they go after these women or that woman or that woman. No. Um. It's it's all seen as a game. And, and that's what I thought was interesting as well. That if you think of it as a sports term, there are no losers on the team. Everybody hooks up. Yeah, Everybody gets drunk. Someone has made the butt of a joke, but they're not. Ostracized for it, which
0: no. my memory
1: of team sports is like. Let's pick on that guy or that guy, yeah. and exclude them to the expense of everybody else's yeah. enjoyment. Even,
0: even um, is it is it Jay the um, the guy with the like thick glasses and the, yes the one the one who's being scouted?
1: Yeah, the he... guy who's got um, ambitions to go pro at the end of it all. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean he really comes across as an utter like sociopath. Yeah. And he he frequently he gets the team into fights, and yep. he throws tantrums during practice. And when it when it's over, like yep. he does, sort of like slink back and and res, and resolve it. He says like, you know, I I was I was. He's contrite. Out. He's yeah, he's contrite about it, and they just yeah. go, it's it's cool, man. It's, it's a game.
1: No, that, well, that was the other. There's a funny scene. I won't explain the elaborate joke, but there's a scene where they manage to haze the main character. Yeah. Quite quickly. I'll say in the changing room. Oh, yeah. If that brings you... And it's funny because they basically get another freshman in on the hazing. Mm -hmm. And they manage to sort of punk the new guy. And then everyone laughs at his expense. And then they stand up and they get back to it. And the freshman that hazes the main character, Jake, comes after him and is like, Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm... Oh, you know, I was just, I was just doing it to be part of the team. You know, it's just all fun and games; it's all <laughs> fine. And I'm like, that's not really how hazing goes. You don't no. sort of humiliate someone and then go on. But in in the theme of like Linklater's so, so many of Linklater's themes, yeah. it's about humanizing people. It's mm. it's about making it appealing. It's not. It's ultimately seeing the positive and everything. Yeah. The hazing isn't humiliation. It's a bit of a mockery, winding someone up. To bring everyone closer together. Yeah. Which is what
0: hazing is when it's good, but then a lot of hazing is just sheer public humiliation as well, so... Yeah, it's very... It it is nostalgic about that, um, you know, that male camaraderie. It's nostalgic in the sense that everything is seen through a positive light. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, uh, going back to humanising the characters, it does make very clear that these these are guys who are the way they are, because they are just riddled with insecurity. Yeah, they are riddled with um, the need to be good enough. Yeah, the, the knowledge that they're not always going to be good enough. Yeah, like if ev- eventually these glory days have to come to yeah. an end, and it, it, it's something that you know quite frightens them. Sure. At, at one point, um, at one point, one of the characters even says, "Like I cannot imagine." what it would be like to not have your life dominated by baseball. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, that's a that's a really bad outlook. It
1: is, but it's, it's the film is conscious of the fact that everyone who comes into the baseball team has different stakes in the game. Mm. They have one or two have serious schemes on going professional. Yeah. Which in the collegiate system is typical that if you have a good university team, maybe one, two, mm-hmm. a handful will get scouted and will then get drafted into professional teams and the majority will either just go on to like amateur life and then playing amateur leagues or never playing baseball ever again. For a lot of people, it's just a a cheap and economic way to get to university. Mm -hmm. But it's the interesting dynamic that in the team, they all came from being the best baseball player in their high school Mm -hmm. to being in an environment where they're just on the same level as a whole team of them. Yeah. Um, but that's the experience of university in some ways That you're all yeah. plugged out of your thing You're all thrown together with people on a similar footing to you
0: But it's different um, it, 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 It's a point where you go from Being the best in your native environment yeah. To being just on par
1: Yeah um, I listened to a interview with Richard Linklater mm-hmm. On the What The Fuck podcast, WCF With Mark Maron Ooh. that was broadcast about a month ago because that's when the film came out in the States All right. and um, in it they made the observation that if you compare this film to Dazed and Confused the tension is different because in everybody wants them they're at university and everybody wants to be there everyone's striven to get there mm. so when they eventually get there they're a lot more relaxed yeah. whereas in Dazed and Confused it's effectively they don't use it but they, they describe it as a prison drama because <laughs> you're stuck in high school in sixth form in you know british yeah. college we say you have to be there there are a lot more fights there's a lot more tension mm. and there's real antagonism in a way that that just isn't in everybody wants some because everyone's kind of like they're where they want to be they're doing what they want to do mm-hmm. they're living the life of riley whereas you can Karen contrast that with dazed and confused which is an interesting lead up to this film yeah both historically in its timeline But also in the original timeline, that it's you know following the story of a high school student, dazed and confused, and this kind of picks up where that left off. I think Um, it's a really interesting contrast, and it is being advertised quite seriously. Like the posters make quite a big deal, the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused. I mean, do you think that's fair? How how, do you think that? What what comparisons do you see there?
0: I don't know. I mean, I never, I never really picked up on a great deal of. Tension in *Dazed and Confused*. I feel like I'd have to, I'd have to rewatch it, but I feel like this is just the the much more nuanced film about what it is about. Whereas *Dazed and Confused* was very much about, um, you know, high school life. Yeah. This this is very much a more detailed explanation of you know the motivations and drives behind the the people who are living the the college life yeah it's more about the individual finding
1: themselves yes in a way that Days and Confused is about the individual just trying to get on yeah it's in, I mean I, I say antagonistic with Days and Confused I'm thinking primarily about the uh, seniors with the paddles going and chasing the oh, the yeah. kids who are just about to come into high school so there's that uh, literal Chase and pursuits, but
0: yeah. At the same time, I didn't really consider, I didn't really consider those guys to be the antagonists of *Dazed no. and Confused*. I considered them to be just part of the experience. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's there aren't. I mean, as with so many Linklater films, there aren't really good guys, bad guys. Yeah, no. it's not black and white. It's not either or. His films are humanist. Yeah, it's the broad palette of life. I mean I'm thinking back to boyhood there is a villain in the sense of like the, the terrible stepfather but mm. and the flawed father who isn't there but these, these are flawed characters they're not inherently evil characters and just as with in Everybody Wants Some you have the nutjob, what is his name
0: uh, Jay yeah you have Jay and you also have uh, oh um, it's the other senior with the moustache the, one, who, the yeah. one who's able to chop a baseball in half yeah. with an axe Basically, I think he's the team captain. All right, yeah. Uh, who's, but again,
1: they're they're shown as very competitive, very mm-hmm. angry, uh, dominating, domineering characters in some ways. But they're both sh- they they both basically kiss and make up afterwards, <laughs> to use a sort of uh, strangely apt way of putting it. But they're human characters, and that they can be contrite for what they did. They realize when they've overstepped the mark. Yeah and they engage with that actively and that, that that's something quite it isn't just antagonism for the sake of antagonism like not this guy against that guy they butt heads because they're on the baseball field for the first time and they're yeah. both both trying to
0: establish their dominance on the field yeah they're both they're trying to feel each other out uh, yeah. in in the sense of like you have a new opponent you you test their skill in some way yeah. to see how, to see how they react
1: sure No, it's, 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 I mean, it's odd that in a film that is sort of about baseball, I did check my watch, I'm not a fan of checking my watch in the middle of the film if it's a good film, but Mm. I think I was an hour and 10, hour and 20 minutes in before we actually get to a scene of people actually playing baseball. Yeah. And not counting the scene at the early on where they, I mean, it is beautiful and they they chuck baseballs at this, at the team captain and he just clefts them in half mm. with an axe. And it's just, it's it's this wonderfully slow-motion cinematic moment, but yeah. um, almost quite out of keeping with the film,
0: but a great uh, moment. I, I, I'm not a baseball expert, so I'm no. not sure if that's possible. But oh, well. do you... Not so much with specifically the baseball, but did you feel that that was something of a hindrance that it took like an hour and a half to really get to a point where it was sort of like mellow, and you were having, you were getting these characters interacting yeah. outside of a party atmosphere. Yeah, okay. Go. Well, the, the first, the first act is very party heavy. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, I think there's a nice, it's not an irony, but a, ni- a nice sort of contextualization of it that the mm-hmm. the reason why for the whole premise of Jake being where he is is that he's at university to study Mm -hmm. and play baseball and you only get around to the studying bit right in the last seconds of the film and you only get to the baseball bit about an hour into the film and the experience that most people have of university is everything in between Mm. and that's what the film is about I get it that it's yeah it's all very party party happy happy Mm. brightly lit dance scenes people you know (laughs) Dancing like it's 1980 and all this stuff. Um, there's a certain swing and swagger to that, um, but I don't. I think that's just too freshers week. Yeah, if you're going to do a film about freshers week, it's not going to be about. Well, you know, it's not going to be them queuing up to register for
0: modules. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's it's not going to be paced like a. You know, a traditional film might be. No, it, it feels like it is very much paced like a weekend paces itself. Yeah, you have um, fr- Friday and Saturday, which are like quite intense days, and then you would just have a very mellow Sunday.
1: Yeah, the Sunday it's 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 waking up from the hangover, mm-hmm. going to the voluntary training, and then going to another party at the end of the day. But getting to that party at the end of the day is a bit longer, a bit more stretched out. Mm-hmm and then it's basically staying up until the early hours and then going to class at 9am <laughs> or whatever it is um, no it's, it's it was a really enjoyable film yes it is problematic but it's mm. uh, it's it's very homosocial to use a, a, a term of sorts it's, it's a male sphere that is dominated by male genders uh, but that's the stall the film sets out for itself it's not unknowing or unwilling in its attempt to do that it's a film about a house load of baseball players and a baseball team and their interests and in their pursuits. Hmm. Um, the female character that appears at the end the, the love interest for Jake, yeah, uh, Beverly.
0: Zo- played by Zoe Dutch. Yeah, she's maybe not the most nuanced character. She really isn't. Um, she, I feel like she veered in between you know, normal um, college theatre student yeah. and, you know, su- pseudo-pretentious, philosophising, yeah. uh, you know, art, art girl.
1: But, I don't know, that's kind of a representative of university life anyways. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a scene where they sit around um, smoking on a bong and talking cod philosophy. Oh, and, God, yeah. And that's quite true to life. I'm not going to knock it because... It's a life about the inanities that students come out with when mm. they're sitting around drunk, high, out of their minds, and you know the, the sort of stupid cod philosophies they have. Um, that's not the philosophy of the film. That's the philosophy of the characters in the film, and yeah. it's wholly
0: in keeping. But yeah, I agree that she's very thin on the ground. Yeah. At the same time, though, she's not supposed to be a nuanced love interest. They're not no. supposed to fit together like perfect two perfect no. pieces of a puzzle. No. She's just some girl who he met in the first weekend of uni and yeah. there were a lot of people who we met in the first week of uni who we never saw again no absolutely um,
1: there are a lot of relationships made in the first weekend of uni that will not last to the uh, wedding aisle <laughs> yeah. let's use that analogy but that but the film almost deals with that in a slightly bittersweet way by just sort of that's Linklater's way he, nothing is permanent, nothing is real yeah. it's not like he's on a path of destiny towards somewhere no. This is just people going through their lives, with the interactions they have, meeting the people they meet, having the conversations they have, and just moving on. It's not about reaching the narrative climax, I, reaching the narrative goal. It's just the journey,
0: not the goal. To... I, I did, I did love how it played out uh, with Right before class. They have this very sweet, at the same time, incredibly like phony romantic yeah. moment. And then as soon as she's gone, his guy friends come immediately back and start giving him crap for Yeah, it. ribbing him for it. But Yeah. But that's what... Yeah. Yeah, that's how it plays out in reality as opposed well, to... Well, it could... But it's also the positive thing of that just as well, they rib him for that, but you
1: could also bully someone for that. Yeah, exactly. And the film doesn't err on the side of bullying, it errs on the positive side of, oh, ribbing, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. But, all good and told...
0: Um... So, yeah, um, I'll have to admit, when I went in to see this film, I was kind of nervous, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't class myself as a big Linklater fan. Um, I, I think I'm one of the few people who really didn't care for boyhood. Fair enough. Well, that, that would put you in a minority. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. Well, put it like this,
1: um, I like Richard Linklater broadly. I like that a director like him exists, mm. and that he is constantly making interesting films and different films and Mm. that he's he's quite productive yeah um I feel like what's the best thing you can
0: say about Richard Linklater he's quite productive no um I actually I discussed this with um, Sven when I saw him at the watershed alright yeah he, he just mentioned the fact that his Output is so diverse yeah. that it's easy to have Linklater films that you like and Linklater films that you don't like. Like yeah. I, re- you know, I really like Dazed and Confused. I really like a Scanner Darkly. I think it is at the very least on par with Blade Runner in yeah. terms of a Philip K. Dick. Oh God, yeah, adaptation. yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but it's the
1: thing that is admirable. Admirable. The thing I like about him is that he can make very accessible. Uh, entertaining Mm. films that are still dealing with quite complicated and intricate issues about existentiality, about humanist life, about, you know, but, you know, you you could dig into Everybody Wants some quite a lot Mm. and pick out a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean you
0: can't just go and watch the film and just enjoy it as a college movie. Yeah, I feel like this is a film that has a lot for everybody and something for everybody and everybody wants some yeah if everybody wants some everyone's gonna get some well indeed that's well isn't that the tagline for the film (laughs) um good yeah yeah i can see this taking off quite popularly um just because a lot of people probably go for a fun college film and not really care about the investigation into the male psyche no well i I think there'll be two problems there'll be the people
1: who come to see a college film, and then there'll be the people who are like, "Oh, Richard Linklater, let's go and see a Richard Linklater film." Mm-hmm. And I should think that both those groups will come away satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all well, good. We should probably wrap up now. We're we're over time. Um, we've overstepped the mark. Okay, indeed. Well, like like many
0: characters, and everybody wants some. We've overstepped the mark. Um, <laughs> well, then we shall um, retire contractly. Indeed. Um, this has been the thirteenth episode of the Bristol Film Critics Circles uh, podcast. Yeah, Th- um, yeah, thank you for joining us, uh, folks. If you if you like what you are hearing, please do subscribe to uh, the podcast series. Check out our website. Um, I think it's just bfcc.co.uk. It's bfcc.wordpress.com for the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We post up like movie news as well as all of our members' output. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, thanks for tuning in. Mm. See you next time.